Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know, wherever you get podcasts. Here's another moment to dream about during the upcoming Academy Awards ceremony. And the Oscar goes to... 12 Years a Slave. Here to accept the award is Clayton Adams. Thank you, Steve McQueen, Chiwetel Lupita, the entire cast, Michael, everybody, for being able to bring my great-great-great-grandfather's story to life to be able to educate the entire world. His perseverance, his love, his faith has been handed down from generation to generation, and I just want Solomon Northup to be proud of his descendants as we are of him. Clayton Adams there will not be accepting any awards for the film 12 Years a Slave. He had no part in the Hollywood production. Instead, he carries the history behind the film in his blood. He is the great-great-great-grandson of Solomon Northup, who wrote the book the film is based on, 12 Years a Slave, about his experience of going from being a free man with a family, a noted violinist from Saratoga Springs, New York, to being abducted and forced into slavery back in the mid-1800s and then regaining his freedom 12 years later. Days ago, I was with my family in my home. Now you tell me all is lost. Tell no one who I am. That's the way to survive. Well, I don't want to survive. I want to live. Our series, From Real People, The Best Pictures, this week is examining some of the true-life characters behind some of the Oscar-nominated movies. Clayton Adams learned he was the great-great-great-grandson of a famous slave when he was just a rowdy teenager. I was getting ready to go to college, uh, just finishing up my high school years, and my mother came across the book that was given to her by her mother, Victoria, and I read the book twice, but the second time really understanding that this is a part of my blood, and with that in mind, it truly brought me to tears at the end of the book. And there's two issues. One, the just the horror that is recounted in that story, and then number two, the idea that it is so rare for an African-American man to be able to trace their history back as far as you can. That is correct because as an African-American, it has always been hard because of the slave industry to be able to trace back our history. It was truly a missing piece in, in my life that was finally, the puzzles finally put together. So it was, it was amazing. What's it like sitting in the theater watching those images, watching that film? <laughs> well, I saw the movie uh, three times. It, it took me three times just to be able to stay to the end to actually see the ending. Now, when you say it took you three times to see the movie, is that because it was too upsetting to stay to the end of it because of the of, images? Of course. Of of course. I, I mean, I, as I stated before, I've read the book, and the book is obviously detailed and... It's different when you have the visual as compared to your imagination. It kind of makes it even more real. Just a normal everyday slave life. 
on a cotton plantation. Normal, everyday slave life. Isn't that a crazy thought? That is... <laughs> Man, a thought I would thought I would never say yeah. with with a straight face, no but um, that was just the reality of that time, unfortunately, in American history. How did seeing the film change your sense of the history that you carry? What responsibility you have in your life to Solomon Northup? My mother told me at a at a teenage years, and after I read the book. I made a promise to myself that any future um, children that I have, I will make sure that they know about their history, their ancestry at a at a younger age than I. And uh, taking my daughters back to Saratoga Springs, New York, where in July 1999, I'll tell you exact date, the 24th, Saturday, was the first annual Solomon Northup Day, a celebration of freedom. And we had over 40 descendants of Solomon Northup that came from all over, even from Louisiana. And as far as California, my grandmother, Victoria, flew all the way from Los Angeles at the age of 90 years old to attend this event that honored her great-grandfather. You know, uh, he was a violinist, Solomon was, right? Yes, he was, and, indeed. Uh, but for this horrible abduction and imprisonment for 12 years, uh, he might and his descendants might have been violinists and string players playing at uh, Tanglewood, which is a concert facility not far from uh, Saratoga Springs, a place where the best in the world play music. Wow. Have you ever thought of that? I never even knew of that. I would have to look into that. I know my daughter, uh, Charisma Adams, she has been taking up the violin She's in eighth grade now uh, for the last four years. I taught her about Solomon Northup at the age of four, five years old. So when she got the opportunity in fourth grade to choose what instrument she wanted to play, and she picked the violin because she wanted to make her uh, grandfather proud. So are you rooting for a statue? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) What do you win if the movie wins, do you think? I have already won just being able, as I stated before, one of the fortunate African-Americans to be able to trace their history back all the way to the 1800s. I mean, that right there is is great for me. But having Solomon Northup's story, which was left out of American history, not just African-American history, but American history for going on 200 years now, I mean, that in itself is pride enough that his story is finally being told worldwide. It's already been bigger than any statue. And I just wish that uh, my grandma Victoria lived long enough to be able to see this. But I know she's in heaven now with Solomon, and they're just having an exciting time together. Clayton Adams, great-great-great-grandson of Solomon Northup, the author of the memoir and subject of the film, 12 Years a Slave, nominated for nine Oscars, including Best Picture. 